Fox and Fallon, episode 22 coming at you. Week three of the NFL preseason. How exciting is it when we see Tom Brady and the likes of Daniel Jones getting the majority of the snaps I mean, in I the NFL even, preseason? I don't buy the preseason package, so everything I see is highlights. <laughs> So at this point, I get like a, the best Jared Stidham pass of the night, and that's my week three dose of the week. So that's where we're at at this point. Don't mean to be uh, Debbie Downer here, but week three of the NFL preseason was when Julian Edelman went was down it? with his torn three, ACL. Huh? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, he came back better, stronger, and more juiced up than ever and won MVP. So <laughs> how about that, suckers? And, and possibly an Emmy for the 100 documentary, which, by the way, uh, my buddy Asas was a produced that, and he did a fantastic job. It's an awesome documentary. It is an awesome yeah. documentary. It was so well done, as we say in Hebrew, nachas, like pride. Yeah. So proud. My mom watched it twice. Did she really? Yeah. She I would twice. watch it again. Yeah. One of my favorite parts in it was Julian Edelman's dad um, suddenly, all of a sudden, like playing uh, House of the Rising Sun oh, on, the, on the piano. Oh my God, could you stand it? I so was, sweet. Well, first of all, that's just my one of my favorite favorite songs I, I don't know like about you but sometimes when i just try to get out of the grind of i'm listening too much to the jonas brothers and taylor swift and yeah. everything all that dog crap that's on the radio and then my the jonas montage are not dog crap. no okay i'm I really digging their new album saying, yes. yeah but exactly i i just i tend to stay away from the hip-hop, and then I just, I throw on the old jams. Creedence, Clearwater Revival, The Animals, Led C-C-A. Zeppelin. Dude, I Dude. have been rocking out. So this, uh, the fact that I saw Julian's dad playing that song, and then they did the reprise at the end, I was just like, was oh great. my, I was like, this is poetic justice. And it's such a, it's already such an iconic, like, really, like, it, it builds and the whole show, you're like, the whole documentary, you're like, what's going to happen with their relationship? And it was just perfect. It was well done. The director did a great job. It was great. And Mark Wahlberg being like a total antagonist. Loved that. Oh, all of the, all of the sit-down interviews were and, great. Dude, the Bill Burr <laughs> interview when he's sitting there and he's like... All right, this is what happened. The Patriots sucked, and then Robert Kraft bought the team, and then they won six championships. He was the Red and Sox. he's watching the Red Sox, and he's like, "How the fuck isn't that a strike?" And he's like, "We just want consistency." I hit the floor because I can't. You already understand how ADD I am, yeah. like super ADD, and like that just took a page out of my life. And he just, it, it, it tacked it right straight to my heart. Yeah, he's the best. He, he really speaks for a lot of Boston people who have a lot of things to pay attention to. <laughs> oh, the to fuck is in that a strike? I was, I was like, oh my God. All right, enough of the Julian Edelman documentary. I don't even know where the now hell that Now that we've given free promo to 100% yes. Julian Edelman. Yes. Watch it on Showtime. <laughs> yep. Props to a soft Swiss. Anyways, yeah. let's get back to the show. Episode 22. We got a nice little miscellaneous pod of off-season topics who doesn't love a little drama and if there's anyone who knows drama and stirs the drama and the clickbait it's baker mayfield the new article coming out in gq taking shots at the giants rookie quarterback daniel jones i always love to talk a little baker mayfield he's honestly one of my favorite non-patriots for good and bad reasons so i'm excited about that one what else we got going on court all right redskins reportedly turned down an offer reportedly Mm -hmm. i'm using my spirit fingers here there is a lot of speculation and buzz around the league about a potential rumor that dan snyder might be shelling out 
saying the Patriots are interested in their all-pro left tackle, Trent Williams. We will get into all the nitty-gritty details because this could be a very... I, we're going to get into our little conspiracy theories here. Yeah, we, that's like a new thing we do now where there's always a tinge of conspiracy to a topic here or there in a show. And I think it now's the best time to be doing it. It's preseason. We're just trying to, we're trying to get the lay of the land. And to be honest, any sort of potential transaction between the best run organization in the league and potentially the worst run organization in the league is interesting. So excited to break that down with you, Court. Anytime that I get a shot... To make fun of Dan Snyder is just is just a it's a good day. It's a good day. Yeah. Exactly. The Celtics are in the news. We might as well just put all of Team Green on Team USA because apparently no one in the NBA wants to play on Team USA this year. Carmelo Anthony is getting turned down, and it's just going to be a bunch of young Celtics players showing off for the red, white, and blue. Yeah, it's, it's the Celtics and Donovan Mitchell, and it's I, I I'm really like kind of laughing about the fact that we're talking about the NBA in August, which you and I would never choose to do. However, there's a bigger international competition coming up. The Celtics are getting an opportunity to show what they have. And I want, you know, I want to talk a little bit about that because I think it could be a game changer for their actual NBA season. So could be, could be quite a green NBA season. Oh, green is not, not novice. People don't normally care for the Celtics. I think that may change. We'll I, talk more about that. I normally still don't really care for the Celtics. This one, this topic is to all make, you. They're going to try to make it, they're going to try to change your mind. Okay. All right. And then our gimmick and rant today is a game called Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. And I'll just tell you right now, there's a couple of things that we're just going to say nope to. And that's all we're giving you because I'm not even teasing any of the topic they're so absurd. I need you guys to just bear with me and wait it out because this stuff, this is the kind of stuff where we can all commiserate together and I know the listeners are going to agree. I can't imagine anybody's going to disagree on these things. That's the that's the fun of this. Normally we're trying to debate a little. This is like a, let's just talk some shit together. When is gimmicks and rants not just talking shit between the two of us? This is true. It's, and it's why our, it's our favorite part of the show. Of exactly. All right, let's get to topic number one. Baker Mayfield continuing to draw controversy this time after he threw Daniel Jones... New quarterback, rookie, behind Eli Manning of the New York Giants under the bus in a GQ article. Mayfield was quoted as saying he cannot believe the Giants picked Jones six overall and then it, quote, blows my mind. <laughs> now, after writer Clay Skipper told Mayfield it seemed that the scouts didn't actually predict who would be a great quarterback, Mayfield said, like, forget it. You've just got to win. Goes on to say a player has a history of winning and being that guy for your team or you don't. You either have it or you don't. And <laughs> it seems as though he was taking out his, you know, butcher knives here and yeah. and throwing a bunch of ammo at Daniel Jones, who over the last few weeks in preseason has gotten a lot of hype. I actually had a chance to watch him in a couple of those series during the Giants preseason games. I mean, this kid looks really good. He's doing back shoulder throws in the back of the end zone. He's got the tempo going. And, of course, in Baker Mayfield fashion and in all of his cockiness and really having no filter for football or for life comes out and saying, saying that Daniel Jones is, is, is not worth his snuff. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I think the big thing with Baker Mayfield is he sees his role as – he sees his role on the Cleveland Browns as being – the mascot, the hype man, the face of the franchise, the guy that's going to turn the Browns. He wants to be the Tom Brady. He wants to be the savior of an organization that's never had 
the success that they that they should have for a, he's a already made family. some of so his think, fame so i think what he's trying to do is not only you know produce on the field we know he has a chip on his shoulder we know he's always sort of played as an underdog he wants to keep that chip there we've seen other great quarterbacks do that so if he's modeling himself after great quarterbacks it makes sense he wants to keep that like edge he wants yeah. to make sure people are really Paying attention to what he's doing and listening. I think the problem is... Do you think he's a little jealous? Well, I think he's also started to realize that everything... When he starts saying these things, when he's like, you know, I'm going to give my unfiltered thoughts. We all have unfiltered thoughts and opinions that we filter through when we're in front of friends, when we're in front of family, when we're in front of coworkers. And the fact of the matter is, we everybody was surprised that they took Daniel Jones. Of course. He's not saying anything that we weren't also feeling. The, The fact of the matter is, it's... It's unbecoming of a franchise quarterback who's had his opportunity, who's helping a, a franchise come out of the mud, to sling it back at a quarterback who might have the opportunity to do the same in a bigger market where they're making more money. It just makes him look petty in a way that he doesn't need to be. And I actually like that Baker takes so much pride in being a Cleveland Brown, which is a hard thing to do. I think it's actually really awesome that he's trying to hype up the fans and ha- and give them a reason to be proud of themselves in the franchise, but you still have to prove yourself. And if you just said in that quote, it all comes down to winning. Well, I hate to break it to you, buddy. Like you had a great season last year for the Browns. Yeah. It was still a 500 season and you didn't make the playoffs and you're still in one of the hardest divisions in the AFC. So I'd simmer down before you start talking about wins meaning everything because you have a long way to go before that happens. So I think you're, what you're saying is that you think that, Baker Mayfield is turning delirious and he's kind of losing his mind already. He's getting a little too much clout before the clout is deserved. Yeah. Is that really, that's, that's more or less what you're saying? Because I, I have kind of like a a different theory on everything that's going on with this article. Of course. I mean, it was like, boom, boom, GQ, one after the other, the Odell Beckham article. And then, and then they put Baker Mayfield. Clearly they're Browns obsessed. They're trying to garner up. Whoever is the publicist for the Cleveland Browns is like, all right, let's put all these players on the map. And, you know, because there is a lot of pressure hence centering in on this season. As we've said many times on this show, it, it doesn't matter. You haven't won anything yet. Yes, we get it. Yes, he's coming in. He's just, he's at the competitive edge. Like it's football season. Everyone's just getting their blood boiling and it's, it's great. My theory on all of this is, you know, all credit to Clay Skipper that, he probably was sitting down with Baker and Baker being young and a novice to the league and a novice to media. And we all know how he dealt with the media back when he was in Oklahoma Sooner, flipping the birds of reports. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't understand the real true etiquette of possibly like what's on record and what's off record. I really think that that Clay just started sitting down in a casual conversation and maybe put his phone and put the record on the table and Baker just started spewing shit off his head and didn't even realize that it was part of the article. And now he's doing a mea culpa and being like, well, wow, I feel like a complete idiot because this is a nice kid. I think that he regrets it. I don't really think that that this is a, a situation of him having too much angst and, you know, whether you want to question him uh, on wins and losses and all that. I, I think this was just kind of like a dumb quote that was put out of context and yeah, it turned into clickbait and congrats to GQ for having the story of the week. I mean, I don't feel comfortable calling it clickbait because he did quote him. Like that's what he said. I mean, it's different, you know, at the end of the day, you said it. And if you feel bad that it got out or you feel bad it was taken the way that it was taken, I totally get it. I actually think Baker's a pretty good dude. I don't think he's a malicious guy. 
I also think that he's part of, you know, he's got a head coach who only has the job because Baker likes him. He's got a GM who's, who's sort of off his rocker when it comes to like building this team. And it's all about ego for him. There's a real leadership gap there. And someone like Baker, I think it would benefit a lot from a coach being like, listen, dude, you've got a long way to go and a ton of talent and, and your guys like you and your teammates like you, like, this is exactly what you need to do. He doesn't have that in the Browns. I think he's old enough to start realizing what he's doing. I think that the young, the young thing isn't it, it. Like he was an old college player. He oh, came, I he know. Came out I, he, I'm, he's I'm the same glad. Just Jared Goff, and he's yeah. been in the league half the time. So I mean, it's time for him to start really understanding the power of his words because he likes the idea of being a superstar in the NFL. But being a superstar in the NFL means. You don't throw rookie guys who are trying to earn a job under the bus. Just not a good look. I genuinely think he's going to learn from this particular situation. And, you know, if things start to get hairy on the field, it might be the best thing in the world for him to experience some adversity because, you know, the expectations were low last year. It's easy to exceed low expectations. Now they're high. Let's see what you do. And on that same note, as we finish up this topic, like I also think – If he does experience adversity, which he certainly will, I think that something like this, having the edge and such a competitive edge so soon in football season, I think that this is just a sign for me to say that Baker Mayfield is well-equipped to survive in the NFL because if people are throwing jabs back at him, like, why would you attack this rookie? And it's just fueling his competitiveness even more. We know that when he's going to hit those road bumps during the season – He's going to be A-OK. Yeah, absolutely. Courtney, elsewhere in the league. Yes. Washington. Oh. The team that shall not be named. Oh, whoa. Uh, so. What did they do now? The, did, like, they, did they leak five different stories to ten reporters all at the same time to create a, a conundrum of newspapers and media? They just may have. They just may have. Left tackle Trent Williams. Exceptional left tackle. Hard to come by in the league these days. Struggled with some injury issues last year. He's not been happy with the way that Washington handled it. And he has stated for most of the offseason that he does not want to be there, does not want to play for them, and doesn't intend to do so. So they've been in this weird space where Washington's basically said, we don't want to trade you, we don't want to trade you. But they have no leverage because he's honestly like totally fine with not playing for them. At least that's what he's putting out there. And their GM is a complete and utter disaster and and has no idea how to deal with player relations or media relations. And he always tends to screw shit up. Yeah. So I think that, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot at play here. We, we know that this has been one of the least, we know that this has been one of the worst run franchises in the league for a long time. Mm -hmm. The real story comes in with the report that the Patriots actually offered Washington a first round draft pick for Trent Williams and that Washington turned them down. Now, this is where things get interesting. They get hairy. It gets hairy and scary. So, yeah, hairy, that's what Andrea says. That's why I said Yeah, oh. So. Well, I said it first, so it's funny. I, was did I say it? I thought I said it. I said it. Oh, weird. Okay, well, okay. Whoa. We're finally right. starting to get on the same page. All right, All right, go. So, it's been reported that it's potentially something that Washington put out there that never actually happened. Ooh. That they're trying to bait teams around the league to think that the Patriots want Trent Williams and that they're not willing to take a low first rounder to get, you know, that that's like not even high enough for mm-hmm. them to take. So therefore convincing teams around the league that if they want Trent Williams, they're going to have to give up a first round pick and they're going to have to, you know, I mean, when you get a first round pick from the Patriots, it's usually going to be in the 30s yeah. or low 20s, worst yep. case scenario. So here's the question, Court. Is yep. There's two things that could be happening here. One is that Dan Snyder... Wants nothing to do with giving Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick 
a fantastic left tackle so he they can take him and go win a Super Bowl with him. Which is t- which typically happens. Right. And, and there's a lot of teams, we've heard the reports over the years, both on the record and off, that owners and GMs are kind of sick of Bill Belichick landing <laughs> players in either in free agency or trades where you're like, how did they end up with this guy again? I'd be surprised if Bill Belichick wanted Trent Williams, to be honest, for a first-round draft pick. They've been able to cycle through a lot of depth on their offensive line over the years with Dante Scarnecchia. They have the guys that they've drafted the last couple of years who've been playing well. So there's that option. But there's also the there's also the consideration that Dan Snyder's just completely screwing this up, and it's another example of ownership, player, not understanding how the market works. Courtney, I'd love to hear what you think is happening here because it's pretty wild. I listen to my insiders and I pay attention to, you know, what the real people who are in the know. And Ian Rappaport had his sources tell him that this is unequivocally not true in the frankest terms possible. It's complete bullshit. Yeah. Now, other sources out of Washington are saying that Trent Williams' relationship with the team, and especially, as you mentioned, the medical staff. Listen, if he went through injuries and and he did not trust the medical staff to bring him back to 100%, and I've talked to a lot of players over the years, and there is a good handful of teams that have medical staffs that are just completely off their wire and have no idea what they're doing, and that's a big point of contention when they're considering a team you know, you you have your million dollar career in their hands and they're going to mishandle it. I, I don't blame Trent Williams for not wanting to play for this team. I don't. I would never want to play for Jay Gruden. I would never want to play for Dan Snyder because this is the type of seventh grade caddy bullshit that they start in the NFL. I, I, th- I, I completely believe that this is made up by Dan Snyder because he's trying to get leverage. As for everyone that's going to say, oh yeah, you know, oh, the Patriots want to take them? Well, damn, I should jump at this. And maybe because you know that the Patriots are going to be picking late in a first round, they're going to want to take a pick from another team that's a higher choice in the first round. That's a higher pick in the first round. So, I mean, I don't know what else to say other than that Dan Snyder's an idiot. Yeah, and I, you know, it's funny because Nicole Lynn, who is a sports agent who tweeted about this, said she thinks that anything less than two first-round picks is not enough for an offensive lineman like Trent because they're so few and far in between. I would say to that, there is no way on God's green, good love and earth that anyone's giving Dan Snyder and Washington two first-round draft picks. Oh hell no! No one is doing that. It's no, never happening. I don't, I mean, don't even think. I don't even think the market. When you open in free agency, it's always a gas to see. Oh, what's the new record that we can break this year with this kind of money? Like, I don't even think if Trent Williams was available in the spring in the early weeks of March that he would even garner two first-round picks. I I mean, like, I know that that's kind of like all-pro left tackle. That's blocking the blind side of your quarterback. That is like two first-round picks. That's what I'm saying. Like, she's just kind of like over-sensationalizing the idea that he's worth that much money. But, like, I, I don't know. I think this is just idiocracy at its finest. Yeah, it is. It's just interesting to see this battle between such a great team and such a terrible team and the way that they're run like this, the idea that they might be using the Patriots as their pawns is really fascinating to me because it never really ends well. And it definitely doesn't end well for Dan Snyder and the Washington no names. Yeah. Just, it, it just doesn't. And I, it, it, to me, it's, you know, we've started to see this sort of like gerrymandering teams trying to play with what they can do 
and, and the and the power they can exercise over their players. We saw it with the Steelers and Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. We saw it. We've been seeing it with Antonio Brown and the Raiders. We saw it with Odell Beckham and the things he's been saying about the Giants this year. It's like the power struggle that they're like pulling over from the NBA is starting to see. You're starting to see in the NFL and some teams like the Steelers. They can say bye. See ya. We'll still win 11 games without you. Redskins, not so much. I'm not buying it. Listen, I'm not saying that there's any revenge factor here, but I am very curious to see the fallout from this in terms of how Bill Belichick and well, Dan none of the Snyder. owners like Dan Snyder. That's I mean, no, the best no, part about no, what that's what I'm saying. They all hate him. <laughs> I, I'm saying, but like, I mean, the, the, like. Belichick is gonna he's he's gonna he's gonna curate something. Maybe this will bring Robert Kraft and Belichick together. Maybe they'll maybe they'll bond over this because honestly, Robert Kraft and Jerry Jones and the elite owners in this league think Dan Snyder's a massive joke. If they could kick him out like the NBA kicked Donald Sterling out, they'd find a way. I guarantee you. Which is the best part about this. Everybody's rolling their eyes at this dude, and and I I kind of love it. It's always a shit show in Washington, anyways. All right, topic number three. I'm just going to let you take the floor on this one because Tanya's super excited about this next topic. Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown getting lots of love on social media for playing for Team USA because apparently no one else wants to play for Team USA this summer. All right. Well, let me just say before we start here is that I'm not super excited. Oh, you're you super it's excited. It's like, just because I like something you don't like, you have to like undermine me by making me sound like a fangirl. I'm my not. I'm just not a Celtics fan. That's why I that's just... That's fine. My whole thing is that I think it's interesting that the all of Team USA is basically Celtics at this point. Kemba was named... Kemba and Marcus Smart were named team captains, which is hilarious to me because as we discussed in the pre-production meeting, Marcus Smart wouldn't be on this team. None of these guys besides Kemba Walker would even sniff this team if anybody wanted to play on it. Yeah. Uh, so it's just interesting to me that we're in a situation where Team USA, which we know really garners a lot of love from the middle America types, people who are really proud, want to fly the flag and get pumped about USA being represented on the world stage. Are you suggesting they're Republican and support Donald Trump? I'm just suggesting that they love America. <laughs> you sound that they want to make basketball great You're again. You're saying they have flags in their Twitter handles. Okay. okay, all right. These people really get excited for these international competitions, and it's going to be huge led sports by corner. a huge contingent of really good <laughs> Celtics players, which is bizarre. It's just like a very weird turn of events. Because, like you said, they're starting to get some love on social media, which is not something Celtics players generally get. You know, I mean, Kemba Walker's really well-liked, as is Marcus Smart. I mean, Jalen and, and Jason Tatum are... Jalen and Jason of, Tatum are fantastic basketball players. But they've been, players. like, you know, alley-ooping in games against Australia. Oh, yeah. So I'm just thinking, Court, do you think that this is going to bleed into NBA season where if, if things go well and they come out with a gold medal, having scrapped together this really crappy team that no one wanted to play for... You know, it's kind of admirable in a way. And I think that it, do you think it's going to win over NBA fans? Um, the Celtics will never be America's team. You don't think so. You don't Celtics think they can try. The Celtics will never be who America's team. I don't team. even know who America's team is. I mean, but like, I don't, any team that LeBron's on. Yeah. Um, well, it's definitely not the Lakers. I but mean, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. I know like, what you're saying. Here's the thing. If, if by any fair chance that, this team wins a gold medal. You just look at those polls. I mean, no one in their right mind across the country is going to be like, well, damn. Now we have to support more players and athletes that are champions from Boston. 
Fuck that. You, I, but you know that NBA fans are very player-centric. They're loyal to players over teams. I, but regardless, start being Kemba there, and Jason Tatum there will be about 65% of people, fans, on Twitter, all over the media, they're going to be like, well, this is nice. Thanks for the medal. I'm just going to forget the fact that they are playing for a team out of Boston because I don't want to give Boston, the city of champions, any more credit. I mean, and strong, that's just going points, of course. Strong, yes. strong feelings from everyone across the U.S. That they're just like another team from. I, I don't. They don't care. I mean, no, no. They certainly care, but they don't care. I think. I think it might show up in you know to some extent. It might show up in the All Star voting next year. Like you know, play, oh, it for becomes sure. a popularity contest. Yes. And you know, guys you recognize, guys you've seen play a little more. You know, people who are around the West Coast who maybe don't watch the Celtics as much will get a chance to see a little bit more of those guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, you know, it's, it's all well and good to think maybe they could develop a little America's team thing going for a bit, especially cause it's so rare for four players from a single team to be on a national team like that. However, I think you're right. I think people will start to think like, even if they start rooting for them, they're going to be like, wait, what am I doing? I'm yeah. not rooting for Boston. Like, yes, we're not exactly. doing this. Everybody rally together. We're not fucking doing this yep, right now. Yep. That's exactly but, what they're going to do. Yeah. I, I got to say, I, I have my rally towels together for... Carmelo Anthony. I just, um, I feel really bad for the guy. I always admired his career. Came out in 2003. I mean, what, how, what, how many years has he been in the league? What, 18, 19? Like 45, I think. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I, a, a solid 50. Um, the way he's been dismissed from different teams, as he was dismissed from the Rockets. I mean, I, the saddest thing is just like people in his camp coming out and just trying to shoot out press in the media and saying Carmelo wants to play or he's interested in talking and no one really biting. I mean, this is a guy who's a legend. I mean, I think he still has, if he was Dwayne Wade, he would still have a couple years left. But, I mean, he asked to be on Team USA this year and they said, no thanks. I know. That is so depressing. I know, but Courtney, you know, there's one prerequisite for playing on Team USA, and it's that you still be good at basketball. Oh, but and I, Carmelo's, Carmelo's not still got anymore. it. I mean, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is what it's a pickup. There's guys out of the Drew League that are better than Carmelo. Yeah, I get it. But, like, I would still take Carmelo Anthony. If only over... maybe for, like, for, like, as a, like a mascot. <laughs> Like, look at this oh, old dude. God, so look at this old guy we got from the leave back Carmelo of the days. alone. Poor dude. Carmelo. Oh, my God. You're like the leave Britney alone guy, but for leave Carmelo. Leave Britney alone. <laughs> just Le standing just, hard for Carmelo in 2019. Just leave Carmelo alone. <laughs> Hot take. Uh, Courtney's going to be the number one Carmelo fan throughout. We'll see how that goes for you. This Carmelo time. Anthony. Is he on a team right now? Carmelo Anthony. No, he's a free agent. Carmelo Anthony invested in my friend's app, Wine and Dine. Yeah, I mean, food, that definitely food, does Instagram. nothing for me. I know, but I app, mean... Nor do I care. All I know is he can barely move anymore. No, I just, Yo, I did just, you I see, love... Please tell me you saw the highlight of him where he, like, he, like, did, he dunked and they were, like, still has hops or whatever. And I was like, dude, he's, like, so tall. He barely had to get off the ground to dunk and they were trying to be, like... Look at him go! It's <laughs> like, oh my god, dude, this is not. I is so all right. So there, so there's some analysts in the NBA that are that are Carmelo cheerleaders, and I'm throwing my hat in the ring and saying I am a Carmelo cheerleader. I nominate well. you for president of the Carmelo fan club of 2019-2020. Oh sure, Let, let's hope that Lala accepts my uh, my presence. Yeah, she's in the past. She's, she's is not, she? Yeah, are they, they still together? I think they I broke don't... up. 
They always break up. I don't know. I don't mess around with it. The NBI wives are fucking yeah. crazy. No, we, yeah, we keep ourselves out of that mess. That's, yeah, I, I have I have some stories about these. N- 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 <laughs> I, I, I have some stories about NBI wives coming at me when I worked for the Heat, and it was they were crazy. Don't no 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 don't we don't have to even. I don't. I'm just saying. I, I don't. Oh, I, I don't. This is why I work in the NFL. This should be in the nope section. Of yeah. <laughs> this is, should be on the, should Courtney keep her mouth shut? Like Baker Mayfield, knowing this is on the record. Nope. Oh, so, well, actually, that's per- this is perfect. Let's get into nope, Courtney. Perfect transition into our gimmicks and rants. The final section of the show. It is a new segment called Nope. <laughs> the premise is that these are things that are just flat out wrong, like... What the fuck are people thinking saying this? And we're just going to debunk them by just giving our best disagreeing headline. Yeah, like when you read the headline of this, the only thing you can think is, nope. (laughs) So what's the first one, The first one is the poll shows Tom Brady is by far the player fans most want to tailgate with. I have to say, Courtney. No. I can think of at least 400 players off the top of my head that I'd rather party with than Tom Brady. And I've admitted publicly that I will need bereavement time off from work when he finally retires. Like, I will defend, you know this, I will defend him against anyone for any reason at any time except for, except for this. Like, honestly, Court, who the fuck wants to party with a man who thinks that avocados are a cheat meal? I, I just, um... It, it blows my mind that on this list that was revealed that Aaron Rodgers, who wanted to decrease beer prices, has apparently stuck fresh in the minds of every fan that was in this silly poll. Yes. Um, that he is the number two person they will most want to party with. Yeah. Number three is Rob Gronkowski. It's like, how did you land behind Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady? Rob Gronkowski's known for partying. I mean, but okay, so the the only thing that I can conclude by this by this headline is that they're just like well, I would love to hang out with Tom Brady and drink with him. Like, Tom Brady doesn't drink. He used to. We know he used to he, chug we, beer yeah, like we a know, maniac. We know he used to, but he doesn't drink. Yeah, no. He's, that, that's the thing is, like, at the end of the day, this is clearly, we talked about this, is a bit of a, like, who do you want, who's the most famous person from the NFL you want to hang out with? Is the, That's what people answer the question as. But in reality, you want to hang out with, like, to me, I'm like, I'm starting to think about people like, I want to. I, I want offensive linemen in that party t- off the top. Like you want offensive I've, I've, linemen. I've watched some of my offensive linemen friends drink like thirty beers in an hour. Those are it's my really scary. Guy. Those are my guys. I want offensive linemen in the mix. I want. I want like a rogue cornerback. You know, one that's like throws those shady house parties. No please, one knows please about. Don't, please don't say Patrick Chung. <laughs> I was, just. I if you were I just did, about I to drop Patrick Chung. For that exact reason. Okay, well, that's what I I just I just obviously that is a topic that's also popular this <laughs> no. week. We're just not going to get into it because no, it's we're not. We're going to stick to the cornerbacks. Yeah. We're going to go stay on the McCourty lane of things. No, the, McCourty, they don't really drink either. I, I hung no, out no, with no, them. No, but the position wise, you know. Oh, okay, okay. There's always like one cornerback on every team that's like the guy who's down to party. I want to party with Eric Weddle for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, let's yeah. Like a, a Joe Thomas type? Rob, Rob Ninkovich and Chris Long. <laughs> well, they're all exactly the people. Exactly the people that I that I hung out with at Super Bowl. Who like, are we? Like, who they're are just we? fun. They're just... I, I want, like, a Tennessee whiskey, but, like, a nice... A Texas boy. Like, you know? Oh, okay. You know? Like, I want, I want someone who knows whiskey and bourbon and... 
Yeah. Has has you know has has a flair for 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 their 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 style. Of, I'd even of drinking. give I'd even give a like a nice like a college bro fraternity night to Travis Kelsey. Like I could I could watch him kind of embarrass himself on the town with the ladies oh, for a for night. Oh, for sure. What, what about J.J. Watt? Oh, f- oh, my God. I mean, J- uh, you're, you're thinking about... A scholar about- and a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> I love J.J. Watt. Oh, God. I'm sorry I had to. I had to. He's like, after after the whole uh, raising $400 million in two days thing, I will call him a scholar and a gentleman forever. He is. He's yeah. fantastic. All right. The next one. Are you going to give it to me? You read me the headline and I'll tell you what I'm thinking. All right. Corso. I can already predict that it might, might say nope at the end of this headline. Uh, Courtney, Ray Lewis and Lamar Odom are joining season 28. As cast of Dancing with the Stars. Oh my god, no. Like, nope. Wait, I mean, <laughs> here's the first thing that comes to mind. Is is Ray Lewis's speech during the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and his dance that he comes on the field and his preachiness. Like, like where is he going to incorporate... Is he is he going to dance to a gospel song? I feel so bad for his partner. I just I mean, but like with his cheesy smile, like doing doing the Charleston, like flipping <laughs> his hands, like and his cheesy. I mean, you might as well add Warren Sapp to the mix there. Oh God, honestly, I have to say, when you think of Ray Lewis and Lamar Odom, and then you realize that most of the people who watch this show are like suburban moms. And like it's like a family. I used viewing. to watch, but like, not, I just got. Boring. I genuinely can't believe. Like you pick Ray Lewis or Lamar Odom, you don't have them both on the same season. Number one, Ray Lewis, poor Ray Lewis's partner. Like every single practice, you know he's coming in with some sort of like, we're gonna do this. <laughs> this is our destiny. This is we're gonna we're gonna be the gods gonna be in our in our toes and in our fingers. <laughs> we're gonna. Do, the light of the Lord's gonna shine down on that state. Like that poor girl's gonna be yeah, like, Jesus, he's gonna be like feel my fingertips. And then these like, are the hands of God. Oh my God! And then it's gonna be like seven foot ass fucking Lamar Odom. Like dude is. I know he has the biggest heart. Everybody keeps telling me that. I don't care. Like I genuinely worry about his like ability to be in Los Angeles <laughs> in general. I would like him to be in a quiet. Lakeside community in like Minnesota. I feel like that's where Lamar Odom needs to be. He does not need to be in the mix in LA and certainly doesn't need to be hanging out with famous people, people who are more famous than him. It's just a very bizarre choice. And on top of the fact that also in this cast is Sean Spicer. Like, are they just, they're oh like, my, who wait, can the we former get that White everybody House, hates? The former White <laughs> yes. House guy? Yes. He's a big Rob Gronkowski fan. We should just pull him <laughs> off the, he's going to get out like very, him and Anthony Scaramucci, like, I don't know, throw, here's, here's my doing? big hot take on this as we finish up the thoughts on the ridiculousness of this. I think that the producers of ABC's Dancing with the Stars are just trying to compete with Hard Knocks. <laughs> I mean, this, the behind the scenes and the quotes that they might get might go harder than any episode of Hard Knocks this season because it's going to be like, everything's off limits. I mean, like literally just get the cameras out and just start rolling on everything. Courtney, everyone I know that watches Dancing with the Stars, I'm telling you, is like middle-aged mom type, whatever. And I all, I just can see it now. They're watching. They're like, this Ray Lewis guy seems nice. Let me Google him. <laughs> so Wikipedia, she's like, Bob, have you read this Wikipedia page about Ray Lewis? 
Did he kill someone? real? And then she's like, well, I'll just, okay, we'll be team Lamar. Let me look up Lamar Odom. <laughs> Bob! <laughs> like, dude, she's going to be traumatized. A dude, she's going to be traumatized. Lamar Odom's search results that are is a dumpster so fire. so <laughs> like, funny and so like, true. It's like, drugs, prostitutes. <laughs> Murder. Like, heroin. I can't. Oh I mean, I, my God. I genuinely wish Lamar Odom the best. Ray Lewis, I don't care one way or the other. I mean, whatever. God's grace to everybody, as Ray would say. That's, however, a, that's what I'm talking about. However, you know, the, not exactly in the DWTS wheelhouse. It's just bizarre. Tanya, I'm really glad that we didn't go way too off the rails on that one. I know. It was, I, as I was putting it in the list, I was like, this could go rogue, but I think we can stay on track enough to keep it. Uh, not that we're like a family friendly show per se, but you know, you can listen at work and if the earbuds pop out, no one's going to think it's too crazy. That's, that's all I want. I just, if the earbud turns into a speaker by accident or when, you know, you hit speakerphone instead, then you don't, don't have want- Courtney cursing in the middle of yeah, it. Yeah. I'm trying very hard. I, I was with a friend. We, we drove up to Napa and Big Sur and all this stuff. And she's like, Courtney, I'm just going to call you out every time you just drop an F-bomb in the middle of what you're saying. I I think I'm trying to be, for the sake of my mother who listens to this podcast every day, I'm trying to be better. Yeah. I mean, we're always trying to be better. We're trying to be SSFW. Sort of safe for work. (laughs) We're never going to make it entirely safe for work, but we're trying to get there. Yeah. All right. So next week is the week. Oh, actually, college football starts next weekend. Oh, yeah, that's Isn't right. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, I know. I mean... I found it so funny and so interesting. I'm reading an article. Actually, it was in the USA Today. Randomly had a USA Today in front of me. Talking about Jalen Hurts, and now he's starting with the Oklahoma Sooners. Obviously lost the starting job at Alabama to Tua. Um, and transferred to Oklahoma. He really wants a rematch with Nick Saban in a championship game. And I found it fascinating, because this is so out of the loop... And maybe this is embarrassing for me to say that I don't have any Maryland Terrapin pride, but I read the article that the Alabama offensive coordinator is now the head coach of University of Maryland. And he said in the article is, you know, yeah, I know this is a really big season for Jalen. And, you know, I really, really was trying very hard to convince him to transfer to Maryland instead of Oklahoma. And I just went like, lol. Like, you actually think that anyone is going to come... My poor school, so much pride. No one wants to play football at the University of Maryland. You cannot keep people from PG County to go to a state school like Maryland when their football program is absolute dog shit. And that's my college football hot take of the week. I'll give you mine. I'm just really excited to see, you know, over the course of the season, who really comes out of each conference that's going to eventually lose to Alabama and Clemson in the playoff so that we can have a repeat of the same goddamn teams every year. Now I know how people feel about the Patriots. And people like John Gruden and uh, Dan Snyder, like the, the dumb coaches and the GMs of the league, they're only going to watch... The games that happen in late December and January. And so we know. <laughs> exactly. No one's no one else matters in college football except for those people that show up late in, you know, late in the season when, you know, there was a lull in the middle of December and NFL teams is they're really separating themselves from who's good and who's bad. I'm not, I've never been a college football. I'm not, all I care about is Jim Harbaugh's rants on the sideline. Oh hell yeah! You how know what? Pressed his khakis are. That's I'm, me. I'm really rooting for Michigan. Me too. To, to win some usual. games. 
I, you know, because Jim Harbaugh is about to get fired. So I'm just, I'm, I'm rooting for Mish. I'm rooting for Big Blue. Well, that's, you know, you guys aren't going to get a lot of college football talk in this podcast, but when you do, it's going to be vague and random. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Yes. All right. Well, we will see you next week. I'm going to Boston. Yeah. Might get some, might get some, I'm trying to, I don't know. We'll cultivate some, some interviews. I guess we keep saying that. We'll I'm not going to just out. keep saying and not promising anything, but we will figure it out. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. I got to go eat ice cream right now. She absolutely does. She's going to get Postmates right now. So, all right, we're closing this one out. Bye. See ya.